0: Listener-supported WNYC Studios. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, everybody. Guys, just want to let you know that when you've been doing a podcast for four years... The settings get upgraded for your intros. So, we're currently in a lobby of people like trying to do work.
1: We are. Like, they're actually <laughs> shuffling. There's a lot of
0: shuffling papers, you yeah, know. Yeah, there's someone holding a fart right now because mm-hmm. it had too much Chipotle, and we're in the thick of
1: it. There's a water cooler discussion of The Crown and how it was one of the biggest budget TV shows of all time. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot happening. But <laughs> what I want to say is, we are in a lobby right. in D.C. Mm-hmm. for a reason, right, mm-hmm, Jessica? Mm-hmm. D.C., District of Columbia. And the reason is. <laughs> Because we are here to interview the one, the only, Larry Mullen Jr. from (laughs) U2. Don't you ever. (laughs) She bought up Larry, which is trash. Um, No. No, do it again. Okay. Okay. The one. The only. Draco Malfoy played by Tom Felton (laughs) in the Harry Potter franchise. Okay. W-O-I-C hates us. Okay. For real, for real. The one. The only. Michelle Michelle Obama. Obama. Ooh, ooh. Sticky icky icky. (laughs) Michelle Obama, former first lady, overall badass. Queen forever, what Black History Month means, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. just smells Mm -hmm. like cookies. My next tattoo. Yeah. On my face. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. I want her to be my best friend, my auntie, my grandma. My priest. She's too young to be your grandma, but
0: I do think her being your best friend is very possible. Oh,
1: I mean, all those other things yeah. also weren't possible as well. <laughs> I that think wasn't so. like a read.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, so we're so excited mm-hmm. to talk about her book, Becoming. Jess, did you love it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I didn't love it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It's a page turner. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're hanging out with your friend, and like she just chronicles her life, oh. and like how important education was and how her family, like, made sure to build her and Craig up and, like, her journey working in a nonprofit and just trying to figure out, like, what her ambition is and, like, being a strong woman
1: but also being
0: vulnerable. There's, like, so many cool mm-hmm. things in this book. There was that, a like,
1: lot of spoilers in there and I hope you guys are okay with all the spoilers she just gave away. <laughs>
0: that she grew up in <laughs> Chicago is not a spoiler.
1: That her parents were nice to her is not it's a spoiler. a lot spoiler. of spoilers and I we should have put a disclaimer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but we're really excited to talk to Michelle. Her book Becoming is amazing. If you haven't read it yet, what the fuck are you doing with oh your my life? God,
1: that's what <laughs> people are like. I'm trying to pay off my student loans. No, I'm in grad. Oh no, God. don't I'm care.
0: Stop what you're doing and read this
1: book. Okay, I do agree with that. But you know, <laughs> anyway, we're so excited to be here, and we're just gonna like go over our questions a bit, and we hope you guys enjoy the interview. Ypy, love ya. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Show, wow. What's going on? Um, wow. And you two! Obama. Look uh, at you guys. You look amazing. So do yeah. you. You both. You, know. you got your hair games on. And thank you! wearing my finest wig. I'll have you
0: now. It's gorgeous. My Chaka Khan wig. It's a good that one. I like. it's and good I'm going to say, I don't
1: have my Chaka Khan <laughs> wig on, but I did brush my edges. You so did. <laughs> yeah, it meant something. It meant something. Growing up, my mom would always say, like, make sure you brush your edges. You don't know if you meet <laughs> the president of the United States when you go outside. So this is, like, so a pretty you, close. you should call her and tell yeah. her. Did it okay? I did it <laughs> <Like> edges brush, <laughs> ready yep. for prime time.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> well, um, thanks for wanting to sit down with yeah. us and chat. This feels like
1: brunch. I've been wanting to talk to you guys. Yeah. We've been wanting to speak to you. I don't know if you heard yeah. the word, but we're big fans. That's Talking why about we're you here. The podcast. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> That's why a lot. We're here.
0: Um, uh, well, we absolutely loved the book. Yeah. It was so good. I teared up a lot. It I was can't wait. you're demographic. I'm interested.
1: Oh you know? yeah, our it's demo's like, gonna love it. it. Like, well, you yeah. know what? I feel like you just I hate the phrase keep it real. And mm-hmm. like especially for like one black woman to say to two other black women mm-hmm. like keep it real. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. So, what why? does that mean? <laughs> but you really like keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> um and it's uh, really exciting. And I feel like it was candid in a way that we didn't expect. That's
0: good. There was so much in there that really just like sort of jumped out at us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the podcast, we talk a lot about hair, our hair Mm -hmm, journeys mm -hmm, and everything. mm -hmm. And, you know, you were the first Mm -hmm. black first lady. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, everyone has opinions about black women's hair. So like, what was sort of like, you know, I remember you wrote in the book where you wanted to like cut your hair into bangs. You had to like Mm -hmm. get... Make sure that I was like, okay. Like, so what was your journey like yeah. having black women's hair yeah. in such mm-hmm. a public space?
2: Well, mm-hmm. you know, the, the first thing you got to worry about is how to keep it healthy. And that's at mm-hmm. the core of it, which what people don't understand. is like getting your hair done every day mm-hmm. will mess with your hair, mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know? So a lot of it, my whole goal was I want to end this with hair on my head, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I want to leave here with the hair I came with. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got to think about how do you do that and, you know, what are you doing and are you swimming? Are you working out? But this wasn't just a first lady journey. This is a black professional women's journey because it's like I always work out and I wasn't going to be one of those sisters who was like, well, I can't sweat you know, because it's like, I'm going to be healthy, you know? So figuring out how much heat your hair can stand and how to cover it and how to protect it. So I've done a little bit of everything, braids, weaves, wigs, extensions, and some of it depends on what is happening. You know, how many days am I going to have to have my hair done? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and how many days do I have off and down where I can let my hair breathe and be itself and, you know, I try not to put color on my hair. So if I'm going to color it, I'm going to color somebody else's hair yeah, and then put that on my head, Uh right? So Uh that I'm not messing up. So that's what I, and I try to talk to my daughters about hair health because at the end we only have one you know set of hair follicles mm-hmm. you know if you pull it out and stretch it out and burn it out you don't have nothing and i want to have some <laughs> hair when i'm 70, <laughs> 70 80 90 i want to have hair yeah I, do what i want so i i'm i've been open to every kind of thing which is what men in politics don't understand you know so there would be a whole nother briefing for me when we do like foreign trips or stuff like that it's like okay are we in the rain Is it raining? Mm -hmm. Are there cobblestones? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, is it hot? Is it cold? (laughs) You know, I mean, I'd get these briefings and then all the other senior women who never get briefed in that way would be like calling going, what are we doing tomorrow? And it's like, girl, don't wear heels because we're on cobblestones (laughs) and we're going to be walking up a hill and there's going to be grass. And, you know, so there's a whole nother women thing. Yeah. That no one talks about or writes about. I would talk about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I talk about fashion Mm because so much of fashion was not just, ooh, does it look cute? But am I hugging somebody? Mm -hmm. Because I'd be doing anything from greeting the queen to like doing double dutch. I could do that in one day, (laughs) right? (laughs) So you got to have hair and clothes that can transition from doing push-ups on the floor with Bishop Tutu, Mm -hmm. which I did, by the way. (laughs) He challenged me to a push-up contest. Did you win? Yeah, who won? I was not going to beat. That's Tutu. I was like, dude, just. I was trying to tell him, please, please don't get on the floor because he was like eighty something. Then and I was like, I don't want to be in South Africa messing with Bishop Tutu because we're on the floor doing pushups. Yeah, you don't play. But I had to go from pushups to like playing soccer with kids to yeah. going to meet some first lady so that you have to think about what is your hair doing mm-hmm. are you sweating are you going to pin it up is it raining that day mm-hmm. you know it's like does the jacket allow you to do push-ups will take it off if it doesn't and it's like where, what heels are you wearing there's a whole other life to black hair black wardrobe in the public eye you know so I could go on. <laughs>
1: I love it. No, yeah. I, uh, we love we <laughs> love talking about hair. I have like a few questions mm-hmm. about that. Like, how often would you say you do get your hair done a week or a month? It depends on
2: what the schedule is, mm-hmm. you know. So if I, I, so here's what I would do. Updates, updates was like. We would do everything in one day because that was the day I was getting my hair and makeup done. Mm -hmm. And when I was down, it's like, don't call me because I'm not putting heat on my hair and Mm -hmm. we're not doing any of that. So we would have up days and then we'd do everything. Mm -hmm. We'd fly to the moon. We'd come back because it's like she's got hair and makeup. Let's get her to do it. <laughs> Tape this, sing this, dance this. So we started scheduling some of the days around up
0: and down days. Okay. So And down days, where do you like sweatpants? Oh, God, shorts, cutoff shorts, no yeah, you know, Fancy coming mods. out, scaring butlers. Yeah. It's
2: like, it's just me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a down day. Just don't freak out. Oh, I love a down day. <laughs> Baseball cap, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff where I could work out, mm-hmm. not worry about it, not have to, you know, put eyelashes on mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we structured days around sometimes hair and makeup. So there were some periods where, like, holidays mm-hmm. were all, it was like every day because we'd have uh, host parties. We'd open up the White House almost every day from Thanksgiving until like the 19th. December was a tough hair month. Mm-hmm. So pull it back, give it a break, Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you wind up, you know, as you know, you have a whole strategy yeah. for hair that I'm sure a lot of white women are sitting over there going, man, I didn't know all that was going on. Right. they learning it and yeah, it's and great. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember when I um, shot a, a movie last summer and I was hanging out with somebody and they were like, oh, let's go to the to the zoo, and it was starting to rain. I'm like, well, I have to take a, mm-hmm. a cab because my hair's gonna get wet. And she's white, mm-hmm. and she was like what? You can't walk in the rain. I'm like, not like with this here, t- honey. It's going to mm-hmm. turn into yeah. something else. Exactly. It's and I'm like, life. you're yeah. not ready yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But
2: see, one of the things your generation has done, and I'll commend you on that, is that you talk about stuff that people my age and older, it's like, you didn't talk about your business. You didn't talk about anything. You didn't talk about your marriage. You didn't talk about your menopause. You didn't talk about your period. So nobody knows anything. That's what I open
0: with. You know. Always. And so, <laughs> the state of my menstrual cycle. I'm like, right. this is where I'm at. Your
2: generation <laughs> does that in a way and it frees up. So my girls, they own all of what they do Mm -hmm. in a way that—because they were brought up in a generation where it's like, yeah, this is who I am. This Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing. So I think it's, you know, it it is a political freedom statement that you all are even talking about this, Mm -hmm. and it gives— the space for everybody to talk about it and figure out what works for them and that it is an effort so that, you know, how are people going to understand it if we don't talk about it? Yeah. you know? Yeah, that's,
1: that's really nice of yeah. you to say, but it's also like we wouldn't be able to do that if people like your generation didn't come before us and like we're, just We're represent. just doing it. You're good. You know what I mean? I, 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 I love you. Yeah. You love me. You yeah. love yeah. each other. Don't we? We're just yeah. girls. are <laughs> wonderful. We're girlfriends. We're girlfriends. Yeah, yeah just girls being gals. Yeah. Like, that's it.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, talk for a second about the. Global Global Girls Alliance, mm-hmm. um, which is, you announced that on International Day of the mm-hmm. Girl. Uh, you know, you are, I think, a role model for a lot of women. You've raised two very smart, intelligent daughters, and education is such a huge part of your life. So can you kind of tell us, like, how your journey made you kind of be like, well, I want to take this next step and mm-hmm. start this alliance? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it starts with looking back on those times when
2: I was told that I couldn't do something. Mm-hmm. Before anybody even knew anything about me, you know, and and I I was just in a room the other day with a bunch of really powerful black women, you know, PhDs and doctors and uh, doing a little bit of everything. And we asked the question, who around the room was told at some point that they couldn't do something? And everybody raised their hand. And these are, you know, people working at Ivy League colleges and running foundations. I mean, the fact that everyone around that room, and I think because it was not just black women, but women were at some point told they couldn't do something is astonishing for all those accomplished women to at some point, somebody, what they saw in them was you can't, Mm -hmm. you know? And I've experienced that because I've experienced that and I know that my story isn't, my only story, because I know when I got advantages in my neighborhood, there were kids left behind who were just as smart and just as capable. We were never raised to think, you're special. You know, of course my parents loved us. But my mother was like, no, there are a lot of other kids who are smart as you, but the difference between success and failure when you're a woman, when you're a minority is really slim. Mm -hmm. And if you get the wrong message, it sits with you the wrong way. If you don't have an advocate, if you don't have opportunity If your culture, if your family's culture around you, uh, you know, puts you in a place that is not what you were meant to be, then you're sunk, you know? So I know that pain. I know that frustration. I mean, I just have people think, just imagine as smart as you both are, as creative and as funny, because to be funny means you have to be smart. Mm -hmm. There's something that was in you from the time you were four or three. If you talk to your parents, they could see that in you. So imagine that part of you that never got educated, mm-hmm. how you would feel, how frustrated, you know, mm-hmm. how angry you'd feel. And to know that there are millions of girls around the world who are in that position because talent and potential knows no country, it knows no race, it knows no gender. The mirror image of both of you is sitting somewhere in Uganda not being educated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because of some cultural norm or some closed-mindedness or some ignorance. And how that girl feels, how you would feel in that situation, that's what I think about when I think about the fight for uh, changing culture and changing stereotypes and putting different messages in girls' heads. Um So I I started this work when I was first lady, it was um, uh, Let Girls Learn, and we had to shift it because that program belongs to the federal government. But I made a commitment to this issue, not just as First Lady, but as a human being, that this was going to be something that I'd worked on. So it took us a year to kind of reshape it and figure out what it could look like, what my voice needed to be in this arena, how to supplement but not supplant work that was already going on. And it took us a year to get to the point of the Global Girls Alliance where we're really using my leverage to fund work already happening on the ground because there are already great young leaders and advocates kids who are working in Uganda, in, you know, in India, on the ground, who know how to address the programs in their community or or address the issue. So I want to add resources and support to what they're doing and not be the one coming in. I've got the answer. No, no, Mm -hmm. they have the answer. I can get the attention. So the alliance is the way that we're going to make that happen. What do the resources and support look like? Um, we're working with GoFundMe, and there is now a page um, that you can go to because, you know, in your new age, right, giving can be instant. You know, mm-hmm. people want to do their own research and be able to say, let me decide how I want to give my money. Well, we do the work of sort of vetting programs around the world um, because you may care about the issue but not know where the programs are, right? You mm-hmm. could be a Girl Scout troop down the street, and you hear about the issue, and it's like, we have a bake sale. We want to give $100 to where, Well, we've done that work of finding programs around the world and vetting them. And so those programs go up on a GoFundMe page for the Global Girls Alliance, and people can go and learn about the issue. They can learn about the program. They can learn about the girls participating, and they can give. And that money goes directly to the organizations doing the work on the ground.
1: That's amazing. that's incredible.
2: And then there's a network. Um, So part of the alliance is networking all those advocates that are out there all over the world working on these issues. Because what I've learned is that if you're working in some small village somewhere, you think you're the only one struggling with the issue. Well, there are like a thousand other people in other parts of the world that are doing the same thing. We're creating an opportunity for these young leaders to go online to learn, to get resources, to be trained, to talk to each other, to network. So, using you know the internet, yeah. this newfangled thing. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? Um, so that part of it, that leadership development part, is it really connects to all the work that we're doing at the Obama Foundation, which is we're really trying to find and build up this next generation of leaders and give them the support so that, that we can get out of the way and let them come and take their rightful place as leaders and advocates on issues all across the world and then get to know each other so they don't feel like they're working in
0: isolation. That's so cool. Yeah, that is. Um, it's okay if we switch gears for yes, a second. Just, yeah, I can okay. go on and on. If you <laughs> okay. want to talk about my well, initial sure a... we we um, so <laughs> I want to do something maybe like a less highbrow question. Yes, if of we course. Could. Okay, so to open, <laughs> <laughs> I am a gassy person. Now stay with me, guys. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you... Right <laughs> I'm like, gassy. <laughs> gassy, gassy. Okay, G- okay G- gas sex, mm-hmm. got it. Um, but you spent, you know, your time in the White House especially, you were surrounded by, like, Secret yes, Service. there were times I had gas. Yeah, I'm really. You're surrounded by people. Oh, my gosh. I you didn't Broad know we had that in common. No, not in eight years. me too. Once I became first lady, gas left me.
2: That's part of the part of the,
0: one of the benefits. It's like, no more gas. But you were constantly surrounded by people. So did you ever have, like, any sort of, like, embarrassing sort of thing that happened and, like, the Secret Service was there and you guys both sort of clocked it? Like, we're not going to talk about it, but we both saw this happen. Oh, God,
2: yeah, yeah. There's a ton of stuff. And it's not just me. Let me throw my staff under the bus, right? Because it's like... Like, yeah, oftentimes, yeah, I had one aide, Kristen, who, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> she was my personal assistant. She would come back to the plane after an event, like, dirty, bloody, mm-hmm. sweaty. It's like, what happened to you? It's like I fell in a hole behind you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> when did you do that, you know? Um, so, it, it, not necessarily the gassy stuff, but, you know, definitely tripping, falling, stumbling. Yeah. Uh, you know, one time I was doing a big rally in... um. I think it was Asheville, college campus, and my lead agent was behind me because he's always behind me, you know. So a lot of times I don't even see him. He's with me all day. Mm-hmm. And we get in the car. I'm like, where you been? He was like behind <laughs> you. <laughs> um, and my skirt blew up. The wind just oh, blew wow. it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And luckily there wasn't like a backstand. But he was there and he stepped right over I was like, Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, gentlemen. I was like, Woohoo, it's one of those flouncy little cute mm-hmm, skirts. Mm-hmm. And then we had to rethink that. So mm-hmm. even outdoors, that was another yeah. outfit learning it dangerous. moment. It's like if it's windy, don't wear a flouncy mm-hmm. thing wear a pencil skirt or wear some pants. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'd started checking weather and wind. Yeah. Um, you don't need but, a Marilyn Monroe moment. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's we're no, good. No, <laughs> no. But I think I spent eight years going, you know, if you see me giving a speech at a big thing at a mm-hmm. convention what i'm thinking about is i'm walking to the podium is don't fall don't trip don't trip don't fall i'm not thinking about the crowds i'm not thinking about my mom emot- i'm just like don't trip don't be that meme don't <laughs> don't <doing laughs> get out of here I in eight know. years without being a meme mm-hmm. and i did it
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think yeah <laughs> I, I do like while it is upsetting personally. I do enjoy watching videos of people tripping. Sometimes. I'm like, yeah. oh. and I love when I see it and I wasn't yeah. supposed to see it. Yeah. 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 And when um, you hear yourself going, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and Then you watch it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another question for you. Um, in your book, you talk about the angry black woman stereotype mm-hmm. and um, how you dealt with that and uh, how oftentimes people use that trope to sort of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Quantify and minimize, I think, expression from Mm -hmm. a lot of women Mm -hmm. of color. Um, I was wondering, do you feel like you're in a place now where you can inhabit that anger um, healthily and express yourself?
2: You know, in all truthfulness, no. No, I I think that labels and stereotypes are intended. They stick, you know. Um, And if you've grown up sort of thinking, watch your mouth, be careful, don't be too As you see other people, you know, you want to talk about seeing some anger. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of anger being expressed these days. And I just think, man, if I ever said that, yeah, you know, I, those would be those bubble moments where I could end the presidency. <laughs> if I said these three words, it would all be over. Mm-hmm. And those words are said every day, all day, mm-hmm. these days. So no, there's still a double standard. Um, and it, you know, I have to be aware of what I say and how I say it, because if you want to get a point across, if if you're a woman and you're too angry, people stop hearing the point. Mm-hmm. They don't hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to be able to get in and emotionally, psychologically change that. But the truth is, is that there, people will hear things differently from me. I will do one thing, and somebody else will do the exact same thing, and it will be interpreted completely differently. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to—how do I separate my anger from the point, you know, from the goal?
1: Yeah,
2: And, and that is what I try to mentor young people to do, is, like, have the feeling, you know. Don't don't deny the feeling exists. I'm not going to pretend like I'm, you know, that I'm I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to move an issue— if my anger doesn't work to move the issue, then it's not helpful. Yeah. So, and that's that's what going high means. Going high means you don't ignore it. That mm-hmm. d- going high doesn't mean you don't acknowledge the fear. It's just like, well, if you're, what's your goal? And if the goal, if you're, and usually your goal isn't to just be angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I have to, you know, and Barack has been good at that. His even keeled temper is not just because he's calm and cool and not emotional. It's just like, you know, brother can't get too angry mm-hmm. if he wants to move things forward. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the the leeway <laughs> to solve problems with anger. Um, and that that remains true for women and and minorities. So yeah, you know, we I, I still. Watch what I say and think about what I say because I don't get a second chance. Mm -hmm. I don't get the benefit of the doubt that maybe she had a bad day or maybe she didn't mean what she said, you know. Every word I uttered on the campaign trail was picked apart and it was analyzed Mm -hmm. and oftentimes incorrectly. Um, So I I couldn't stop people from doing that. So I had to control my own message. I had to control my voice so that it wouldn't be misinterpreted. And I still do. Yeah. Do you talk about—oh,
0: sorry.
1: I don't like oh my kids. <laughs> <laughs> they love us. Um. Did you ever? Scary.
0: Did you? No. Did you ever have um, a conversation about this with your daughters? Just being mm. like, "This is what you're going to potentially encounter as you get older." Nice you one. know,
2: I, you. I, 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 with them, my philosophy is: we'll talk about things when you mm. need it. You mm. know, I, I try not to do too much, and this, just everyone gather around. Although they will mm. say, yeah. you know, no, there are many times there's a mom <laughs> lecture about. Let me They're make like a listening point. to this yes. right now rolling Great their going eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like but in my mind <laughs> to my mind I think that I wait for them to approach me <laughs> with the issue and then I give them you calm wake and them careful up and like this is right. what you need to <laughs> know <that." laughs> right or now there's texting it's like this is did you read this oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um but I'm trying to think of whether I've had that conversation with them yet just in all honesty mm-hmm. and I don't I don't know if I've had the be careful because I don't want at this young age to yeah stifle them. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I want them, as I say, you know, what my parents did was that they they saw that flame in me and they kept it lit. And what's the balance of keeping that flame so that they have a voice and know how to advocate for themselves, but learn how to do it effectively. So right now, I think I want to fan their flames. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to get them used to maybe overstepping a little bit because it's because sometimes with women you don't step up enough you don't use your voice enough you know because you're told that you're mouthy or you're bossy or be quiet or that's not cute you know so we we've already practiced girls and stifle yeah (laughs) you know so for me it's like I want to
1: practice boldness and then we can bring it back you know yeah we think that a really amazing part of the book is actually how frank and honest you are. And something that was really impressive and nice was when you wrote about um, trying to get pregnant and having mm-hmm. a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, it happens all of the time. Yeah. And it's actually something that we don't speak about very often. Was there, was the reason why you wanted to put it in the book to sort of normalize it or just share your experiences?
2: Yeah, part of it is like, it's like me, it's like that was the assignment to tell my story. It's like I'm I'm the box checker. It's like it's it's a memoir. You want to know about my life? Okay, this is it. Mm -hmm. You know the notion that I wouldn't share things about my life and then call it a memoir Mm -hmm. to me just seemed like disingenuous. That's really the truth of it. Mm -hmm. Because if you were my staff, (laughs) you would have heard about my miscarriage five years ago. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of my conversation. If you're getting married, if you're doing this, well, let's talk about this because this is how it works and this is how. So for me, it it was never a mystery for me. My friends, my young staffers know about IVF. If it comes up, I'm like, I I did that too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, so that just tends to be, I think in my household, we were taught to talk and to talk about things and not to hide stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was already in me. But besides that being my temperament, yes, I do believe that it's important for us to share the highs and the lows, especially when you're a role model and people are looking at you and they're going, oh, Michelle, mom, she doesn't have, any problems it's like oh no 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 because I don't want you to think that when you have a problem you're broken Mm. you know I think that that's the message if I'm perfect then when you're not which is inevitable you think you're failing. And it's like, no, you're just living life. We're all struggling and stumbling and trying to figure that out. So I'm tr- I try to free young people up to know, oh, don't be afraid of stuff going wrong. That's all life is, is a bunch of stuff going wrong, <laughs> you know. So you're doing just fine. Um, and miscarriages and challenges with pregnancy, especially as more young women are going to college, they're postponing pregnancy. The biological clock is real. And no one told me that. Yeah. You know, when you start trying and then you go to the doctor and they're like, well, at 35, this is your egg production. And I was like, for everybody? (laughs) This wasn't in your body yourselves. Why didn't they tell you about like finite eggs? Mm -hmm. You know, that seems like something people know. And you didn't tell us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, That's... Wrong, (laughs) not great. That mean I would have had a baby at Mm eighteen, but it's good to know. Yeah, while you're teaching, yeah, you know. So that was my thing. It's like I didn't realize that thirty five. There's a real drop off. So I do tell young women, the biological clock is real. If you can afford it, save your eggs because Mm -hmm. it was real. Unless they fix that, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know. But why would I keep that a secret from some other young people, you know, or knowing that? miscarriages happen because half your period is a miscarriage somehow yeah. who knew that yeah. yeah, that you're miscarrying and you, so not to gross out your viewers because oh, some people I guess really they hear it oh,
1: no, but they also know what's yeah. up yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I just don't want some young person struggling with stuff that happens to everybody mm-hmm. and going through that loneliness and that pain and that you know that feeling of failure when this is how our, our bodies work um, and and You know, again, I grew up in a household where my, you know, I wrote about when I got my first period, I announced it to everybody. Dad, Craig, guess what happened? (laughs) Because that's how it was. It was an event. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to know about this, Mm -hmm. you know. And I want my girls, I I encourage my daughters to talk to me about everything. I mean, I told them this when they were younger. It's like, do not get your information from another 12-year-old. All of you are stupid. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> love you, love your friends, but when you're twelve, you don't know anything. No, you're really dumb. <laughs> I have the answers. So if you want to know about it, come to somebody where you get the right information. Don't be a twelve year old sitting around trying to figure it out. Yeah. You you all know nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? So if I'm not sharing with them. You know, they won't share with me. Mm. And I want all young people to be sharing with each other, or to find the people in their lives, the elders, the women who have been through it, mm-hmm. and get some facts. But that means we got to give up the information. We can't be so embarrassed or so pained that
0: we can't educate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, should we do the rapid fire? Yeah, we okay. have to. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> can I call you, you Mishy? You can. Okay. Well, you know what? Mish. Mish? Okay, I'll call That's you That's my nickname. Okay. Mish? My brother. Okay, so. Okay, let
1: me just kind of just throw that out there as well. Mish. Sorry, I just wanted to do it. Yeah, you right? did it. Mish is you great. did it. It's a, I'm going to like it. You touched on me. it. Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, like Jess said, you're so open and honest mm-hmm. and you always tell the truth. So, we want to do some rapid fire questions. Okay. And we're just off the top okay. of the dome. Yeah. Tell us. It's yes. So it's mm-hmm. this or that rapid fire round. Okay. Okay, do you want to do the first one?
1: Yes. Would you go to a Beyonce concert or have brunch with Oprah? Oh, okay, well, that's just
2: wrong. <laughs> it is. These aren't easy. This or that and you have to pick. Why yeah, can't okay. I
0: have both? Michelle, that's not, okay, that's not that's the, the game. <laughs> go-
1: yeah. She could. She could Okay, though. okay, okay, wait, wait.
0: Yeah, but I could. You right. Could, you yeah, could like really true. do that. But you I, would I, have could, the best day. You would invite us, obviously.
2: Okay, so I pick the brunch, not because I don't love Beyonce concerts, mm-hmm. as you know, I go to mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Um and I love watching my girl perform, but I choose a conversation you know mm. so it's one of those it's <laughs>
1: like <laughs> you guys like, mm, yeah. I'm like choose I'm writing it choose a conversation I
2: choose a conversation because it's like a concert is cool and you're feeling the vibe but I want to be like so Oprah girl what's going on yeah. What what's really happening mm-hmm. and you know and you only do you can't do that at a concert mm-hmm. concert you're just yeah. like yeah we all here woo I love
0: you know yeah. but
2: I want to be like Beyonce what's that how the kids what's yeah. going on mm-hmm. how you feeling mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. more meaningful Connect. interaction yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So
0: brunch with Oprah. Yes. Okay. You got it. Uh, next question. How Am you I answer? supposed to answer rapid fire? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. My, no, my, no, my, no. My like all my answers are Honestly. essay questions. Like the, the thought process is, is good, but this is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Answer carefully. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't threaten her to answer carefully.
1: You're not going to do
0: anything. Keep going. <laughs> you two or Billy Joel? Oh, YouTube! Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, that's. Crazy. She just broke, <laughs> so, just, just broke something. So Phoebe just broke something on my desk. People listening, you know, she kidding. did it. Yes, because she was so excited about the YouTube that she knocked over uh, it was her Phoebe, just a water Fiji bottle. water.
0: But it's closed, so <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't break anything. But, but Bono, Bono is my out. boy. Yeah. Bono is
2: sweet. He's funny. He's I love best. him. He's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah, an easy fun. one.
1: Okay, I got. Him. I got one for you. Harry Potter or Bilbo Baggins? What's the—what? From Lord of the Rings. Okay, okay. All right, so I'm so not— Okay, great. But I have a question. Neither.
2: (laughs) No, only because, right, there is an answer to Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. Harry Potter came of age when Malia was little. Mm -hmm. And so, Barack and Malia read every Harry Potter book together, and they'd see the movie. That was his thing. Mm -hmm. So, in my mind, as a mother, Mm -hmm. if you don't want it to be your thing— and you wanted to be his thing mm-hmm. you got to stay out of it mm-hmm. so i in my mind i turned off of all harry potter and lord <laughs> of the rings because i would wind up finishing that, you know, that yeah, project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in my mind, strategically, as a mother, as a wife, I was like, Mommy doesn't read that stuff.
1: Aww. Daddy <laughs> at does. You knew. At least you knew. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you wouldn't know, like, what your Hogwarts house would be yeah. at all. No. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Great. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. The dark. Sorry, <laughs> I tried. I did Sorry. try. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Been to Hogwarts.
2: We were on the set of Harry Potter. <laughs>
1: Which one? Where, where, where uh, did you? Well, they,
2: they shoot them all in London, mm-hmm. and it was for Sasha's... Tenth birthday, and Malia was the big Harry Potter. What? No, it was whose birthday was it? They were little. They were they were little, uh-huh. they were, they were little yeah. and. Uh, and so they got invited to awesome. the the Harry Potter set where they sat. We sat and had lunch at the Great Table, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. all the cast came and JK came, and mm-hmm. they got to tour. So that was a big deal. Even though I wasn't into it, I was like, ah, "That's great." <laughs> so I felt like Malia was pretty mad at me and Sasha <laughs> because we were so into it, and she was like, <laughs> "This is my thing," <laughs> <laughs> and why are you acting like you care? And it's mm-hmm. like, "Cause mm-hmm. it's cool." Mm-hmm. So
1: anyway, it's like oh, that's, today it's cool. Today yeah, it's cool. She was like, yeah, yeah. So
2: JK, still love you, girl. Mm-hmm. But that's a rock in Malia. Mm-hmm. All I'm right, sure. that's a long, that was long, long No, that's long great. no it's we'll, great. We'll we edit and post. It. Okay. okay. Just All right. <laughs> it's
1: like nothing to clip. There's nothing to clip. Um, <laughs> deep dish pizza or New York style? Oh see, that's a rookie question. I'm sorry, I you know we just I just wanted know. to give you some
0: soft ones it was, as opposed I would to. I will say about. it was no, an honor it, to be dragged by you. I do
1: appreciate <laughs> okay. it. it was an honor to get roasted. Yeah, I but appreciate it. That's
2: not that's too simple because deep dish as a Chicagoan, you know, comes in all forms. Mm. You know. So is it deep dish stuff, which is a no. That's like pizza cake, which you yeah. don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of crust is it? Is it sort of a graham cracker crust? Well, what's crust? your ideal pizza? A, yeah. Let's talk
1: about your perfect pizza. My
2: favorite in? pizza place is Italian Fiesta Pizza, which is a Southside pizzeria. Mm-hmm. It's, it's thin crust. It's, I don't even know if it's, you know, it's hood pizza. <laughs>
1: I love that. Hood Pizza's time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Whenever I go, it's neighborhood pizza. Uh-huh. It is the pizza we got when we got good report cards. That was our treat.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Get an Italian fiesta. So is, is it like a thin slice? It's what, a very what's the thin, slice? but it, it's squared.
2: They cut it into squares, mm-hmm. nice. not the long slices. Yeah. Okay. So okay.
1: all right.
0: Um, and then the last. I is, hope
2: you're learning things about me. <laughs> I am. I'm but like guys, writing things after down. after the like, answers. You look like oh, no, mm, please, That I, tells me more. I've read her whole it. memoir, mm-hmm. but the pizza question really gives me insight. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, so this is the last one. <laughs> okay. um, Barack's dad jeans, mm-hmm. or the way he pronounces karaoke. How does he pronounce like karaoke?
1: That. Tell, her, tell her how her okay. she, so it. You, so uh, <laughs> you're like, how do you know how my husband pronounces
0: <laughs> it? Like, where, where have was, you been? This was, I think, a clip either on Jezebel or Despen De or something. He was mm-hmm. at an event, and he said karaoke, and I was like, okay, Barack. Oh, so he pronounced it like he had some sense. Yes, yeah. whoo- yes. Whoo-
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that or his dad jeans, which I love. Yeah, they I great. pick his pronunciation because... Uh, it was ethnically correct, mm-hmm. which probably tripped people out. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not
0: how you say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-oh,
2: there you got the I know. fingers. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I know. Do we
0: have time for you to Rode. read something really quickly to okay. close out okay. the, the episode? Uh,
2: what is it? It's with from, you two, okay. I'm not going to agree anything. <laughs> it's something
0: anything. I wrote on it's, the way here. Um, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's a poem I wrote about Bono.
2: No. <laughs> I I'm really so obsessed weird. with him. But from was, my book? Okay. I'm going to read from my book. (laughs) How can I have a conversation about the pizza? And then it's like, nope, sorry, won't be reading from my book. For me, becoming isn't about arriving somewhere or achieving a certain aim. I see it instead as forward motion, a means of evolving, a way to reach continuously toward a better self. The journey doesn't end. I became a mother, but I still have a lot to learn from and give to my children. I became a wife, but I continue to adapt to and be humbled by what it means to truly love and make a life with another person. I have become, by certain measures, a person of power, and yet there are moments still when I feel insecure or unheard. It's all a process, steps along a path. Becoming requires equal parts patience and rigor. Becoming is never giving up, on the idea that there's more growing to be done.
1: Ugh. Thank you so much. That was incredible. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. I could talk to you all day. Oh, yes, obviously. Cancel your plans for yeah. the rest of the day. <laughs> Whatever it is. Stop <laughs> it. She's like sweating. Okay. Stop it. Seriously, thank you, thank you so much. much. Thank that was you. Amazing. Amazing. That was fun. It was really, really fun. Fun, fun, fun. Thank you. Thank
2: you.
1: Wow, that was... Lynn Sanity, Jeremy Lynn
0: Sanity. It was crazy. (laughs) She's sweet. She gets Mm -hmm. it. She's open. She's honest and funny. Mm
1: -hmm. Which is what you want. Yeah, she keeps it real. You know, I'm going to coin this Kerr, keeping it real. Yeah. But also, I'm going to say, because you know, I'm getting, you know, I'm into Reiki and crystals Mm -hmm. now, but the vibe in that office was something. That's pretty cool. It's really warm. Yeah. It's great energy in there. The artwork was amazing. She had original, like, Carrie James Marshall, which is. Very One tasteful. of my favorite artists,
0: yeah. A lot of books. She had my book She in did. There. She did. Everything's trash, but it's okay. She had it. I was like, why do you have this? <laughs>
1: she was like, because I like you.
0: <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, I think everyone who listens to this interview is going to be really excited to read her book if they haven't gotten a chance yet. Because yeah. I know I came in hot before, so
1: I'm going to come in soft. If you got it, chance. Like, as long as you're aware, like, you're just having layers. And I do, like, I love growth. And I feel like from the beginning to now, you've really changed (laughs) (laughs) and growth is powerful. And I appreciate you sharing it with our audience. That's so sweet of you. (laughs) You can buy Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming, wherever books are sold. Get it, cop it. You heard it here first yeah. that the book exists. Your breaking that, news. So, Michelle Obama wrote a book,
0: you guys. I don't know if you heard about right it. Here. She's an upstart. Mm-hmm. And I think she has. You think she has potential? I think she can have a career. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, we had an amazing time. You guys are going to love the book. So, get it now if you haven't. And to close, I just want to say this episode was produced by Joanna Saltara, Paula Schumann, Isaac Jones, Chanel Serrada. Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams. And our theme music was composed by Jeff, Jeff Brodsky. Brodsky. Remember when I was trying to smash yeah, Jeff definitely. Brodsky? Yeah, definitely. You put a one. full
1: court press on that man. You put a full <laughs> court press on that man. I know it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot, but you know what? He loved it. Yeah, he did. I hope. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
0: Love you. Bye, Michelle Obama. See you later for drinks. Just kidding. <laughs> I know. She's like, delete
1: uh, that.